often do you struggle with having a routine for your day? Do you even bother trying? If you're like many people with chronic illnesses, this is difficult. And yet many people also find it really helpful. MS warrior Patty K. Bivalacqua is here to talk to us about having a mantra and morning routine and how that's helped her live her best life with MS. Let's get right into it on Chronically Living. I'm Kelsey Harris, chronic illness warrior and psychotherapist. On Chronically Living and How to Make the Most of It, we're providing tangible ways to improve the well-being of Spoonies. So get ready to make the most out of your life, even with that pesky chronic illness. My name is Patty K. Bevilacqua. I live in a border town in British Columbia, Canada. I can see the border from my house. I am a retired physical education teacher, and I'm now on a mission to empower 10,000 women to live as their best selves every day. How did Patty come to this mission? Well, let's start with her health story. I landed the perfect job teaching high school physical education in September 1989, and it was perfect. I never knew a rookie could even come close, and I was just in a great department in a, a not a huge school. Everything was going well. I was coaching girls volleyball, and in February 1990, I woke up one morning and I had double vision in one eye and had no idea what it was, went to school, phoned my GP, got in that day, and she looked and she said, your optic nerve is uh, inflamed, but I don't really know what this is, so I'm going to send you on to somebody who does. And that was immediate 200% respect for a doctor who admitted that she doesn't know everything. So from her, I went to an ophthalmologist who sent me for an MRI. And at the end of March 1990, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And I was shattered. Teaching PE at the high school level was the only job I ever wanted. And I was going to retire as a PE teacher. And I had no plan B. So I did learn a lesson. It's good to have one. I managed to teach PE for five years total. And then on my fifth year, I got quite sick. And it's really been the only time I've been really, really sick. So I went and stayed with my parents for six months. My husband was a PE teacher, so he was going to work every day, and he wasn't happy about me being at home. And I got a phone call one day from a a principal of another school asking if I'd like to come uh, teach social studies at his school. Absolutely. A teacher is a teacher is a teacher. And in my window of my classroom, I could see all these students running, kicking balls, wearing white socks and shorts and t-shirts. And I was not happy at all. So I took a two-year leave of absence and I went back to school and I finished a PhD. And I figured if I can't teach high school, 
I'm going to teach people who want to become PE teachers. And that was my career goal. And I was never able to secure a position. And so in 2007, I left teaching altogether and went on long-term disability. If that wasn't the happy, uplifting story you were looking for, well, I'm kind of there with you. Getting a diagnosis is hard. Life changes dramatically. And Patty's story is an example of that. Sometimes in the pain, we can learn something. What was hard is when I finally realized that I was not going to teach in any capacity. Mm-hmm. What was really hard is all of a sudden not having a purpose, not making a difference in the lives of people that I either taught or worked with. And that was me, right? I was your flight attendant in in PE teacher clothing. I just wanted to serve people and make a difference. And all of a sudden that was gone. And it was not a good time for me at all. And I tried and tried and tried to find anything that I could get a handle on. And not that I had high standards, but I couldn't find anything where I felt the same as when I was teaching. And that was the biggest challenge, Kelsey. So what happened is I decided, you know what? When am I the most happiest? It's engaging with people, talking with people, answering questions. And I realized that I had a really good way with people who were newly diagnosed with MS or not being able to come to terms with having MS. So I took a 14-day free challenge of creating a Facebook book group, and I did it. And it's called MS Stands for Mindset Shift, and I'm close to 600 women members. And I go live, I tell jokes, I give them content that they ask for. How do I deal with bladder issues? How do I deal with depression? How do I deal with a spouse who thinks it's all in my head? And all of a sudden, woohoo, you know, I'm doing something that I really feel passionate about. And it's teaching, right? Mm. It's teaching. And so that's what I'm doing. And I'm looking for every avenue I can to get my message out whether it be on podcasts. I'm hoping to give a TED Talk in Tulsa, Oklahoma next year. And, you know, just give me the opportunities and I'll squeeze you in. Patty had lost her meaning and purpose in life when she had to give up teaching because of her MS. She also found new meaning and purpose using her same skills and living by her same values. When people look at me and I'm so optimistic and I have a great outlook on life, it it wasn't an easy journey. It wasn't at all. It took me pretty close to 20 years to get to where I am. Many detours on the path, lots of mud holes. You know, there were things that were coming at me that I was not ready to deal with. And the big one for me was grief. And what was I grieving? I was grieving me. But I didn't know how to deal with that. So 
people look at me and say, oh, wow, you know, you just got it all together. And I thank them. And I make it very clear that it has not been a linear, quick process. It's had a lot of curves and breakdowns and everything. But you know what? I'm here. And and if it feels this good for me, Mm. I would like as many other women with MS to feel good as well. Patty and I do talk a bit about illness, grief, and depression. This part of the interview is available for patrons of Chronically Living. You can find the link to sign up in the show notes. Supporting the show is only $5 a month, and you do get weekly bonus content. Patty is here to talk to us about having a morning routine and how that's been helpful for her well-being with MS. So let's find out what it is and how it helps her. So I have a friend who's very holistic. and I admire her and she is my touchstone. She is my number one cheerleader. And she would tell me about all these different avenues to try yoga, meditation, vegetarian diet. And it wasn't helping me. And then she turned me on to mantras. And it went even beyond a mantra. It was setting one intention every day. One intention. And the thing about MS is it's unpredictable and it's inconsistent. So I had to find a way to put the two together. And I wrote this mantra that I say every morning before my feet touch the floor. And it is, I'm going to start my day as my best self. And if for whatever reason it doesn't last, I will not give up because there's always tomorrow. And tomorrow brings a new day and new possibilities. So I walk my dogs in the morning. And if the fatigue hits and I'm done for the day, I let it go. I don't beat myself up. I don't try and figure it out. I I just let it go. And I'm going to try it again tomorrow. And so that's my morning routine. And mornings are my best time. And so my intention will revolve around something that I need to get done that's going to be in the morning hours. But again, some days it works and some days it isn't. And after I realized that the only one that was hurting was me because I was not happy with myself. I I had no staying power. You know, I thought, what the heck? The only person who lives with this is me. The only one who gets upset about it is me. Being upset is not good for me. Being upset for anybody is not good. So why would I set myself up for failure? So I put pen to paper and there were many versions of this mantra intention. And that's the one that is serving me the best. A few things come up for me. Patty does a version of pacing. Pacing is when you do the same amount of activities every day, regardless of how you feel. The idea is that you don't bring yourself out on good days, resulting in more bad ones. When pacing doesn't work for her, she doesn't get angry with herself, but instead offers herself some compassion so she can move forward. The mantra itself seems to have a self-compassion embedded into it. 
But maybe Patty was just the self-compassionate person to start with. That was never me, right? It was always about somebody else. My students, my dogs, my family, my spouse. Um, it took a long time to get it to the point where I love everybody out there, but you know what? I need to love myself, right? And chronic illness, it doesn't matter what it is. It's, it's a tough go. You know, there are lots of things in our lives that are hard, but losing who you are because of something that is not your choice. Mm. That's what made this really, really difficult. I was not kind to myself and I was unhappy at home. Mm. I left for two years by myself because my relationship was not good, but that was my take on it. Paul thought everything was great. And that, you know, in a way it was, but when I went away for two years, I, I wanted to learn to rely on me. So I moved to Toronto, big city, driving on the 401, you know, that's a lesson in itself. And I learned to, you know, to be happy with what I was doing at that moment in time. And when I realized that that was actually serving me better than being a negative Nelly, right? Mm -hmm. Negative Nelly is important. She's a great lady, but she doesn't need to control my life. I do. I need to. And it's my mind. It's the mindset. It's what, what I have no control over my physical symptoms. Right but I can control my thoughts. And it was like, wow, what a concept. I'm going to run with this. Okay, we segued a bit from our original topic, but I think Patty really demonstrates how self-compassion, remember her mantra and morning routine are infused with it, can be extremely important for everyone, especially those of us with chronic illness. And if you're not self-compassionate like Patty wasn't, you're not alone. Luckily, it can be learned. But I've done a whole episode on self-compassion. That was season one, episode 36, for those of you who are interested. So let's get back to Patty's routine and how it's impacted her life. It makes the day enjoyable. And when something really falls apart or I, like today I walked the dogs and I fell. And you know what? I didn't hurt myself and it wasn't a bad fall, but I get choked at myself. I didn't lift my foot high enough and I tripped on a rock and poop, right? And I don't let that wreck the rest of my day. And if for some reason that was kind of the end of my day, it's not the worst possible thing that could happen, right? Mm. So I gave myself a way out and that would be my message to everybody out there with no matter what you're dealing with, give yourself permission to just let it go. And, you know, focus on today and the future. The past, there's nothing you can do about it. Patty mentioned earlier she now refers to MS as mindset shift. 
So I wanted to know more about that, especially because I know there are a lot of people out there who get annoyed when mindset comes up in talk of chronic illness. So I write, in the beginning, MS stood for multiple sclerosis. And I liked who I was, and I was a good person. Today, I love who I am, and I am a great person because I live with MS. And the reason that works is I believe that strongly, strongly. And like I said before, I can control my thoughts and emotions. And that's a big part of who we are, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and the littlest thing can make a huge, huge difference in a moment in a day, in the next couple of days. And it's, it's about the mindset. It really, really is. And so how cool, MS, multiple sclerosis, MS, mindset shift, right? So I grabbed it and I just, it's everywhere in my house. It's written on a piece of paper in my car. It's on the bathroom mirror. It's on my phone. It's a shift that I control. Do I have bad days? Absolutely. Do I still cry? Absolutely. Do I swear? Absolutely. Right? I do. That's that's being human and that's being real. But I don't let it end me and my day. I teach acceptance of thoughts and emotions as opposed to control. Emotional control agendas actually don't usually work. Um, and Patty used the word control. However, if you noticed how she talked about it, she's really talking about acceptance of emotions. She's regulating, right, when she needs to regulate and distancing from thoughts when she needs to distance from thoughts. But crying and swearing, feeling those human emotions, those are things that she does do as well. So she does accept. An interesting little story is I took part in a, a clinical trial for a drug and when they canceled it because there was no change in people, I was actually happy. I was worried that if MS was cured, would I go back to being that other person? Because I love who I am now. Now, isn't that stupid? (laughs) Right? Because lots of great things have come to you, to me, because of this. And I don't want to give that up. Interestingly, Patty is not the first guest on the show to be thankful for the positive changes in their lives due to their illnesses. What do all of these people have in common? I'm going to explain that at the end of the episode. For those of you who are still kind of put off by the mindset shift, here's what Patty has to say. I, oh, that's a really good question. I think I would want to know why they think that. That would be the important thing. Is it something that has tarnished your outlook? You know, can you let that go? You know, how can you move forward? And, you know, as I said many times already, it's the only thing that we all have in common is we can, we can work on our belief system and how we feel about what we do and who we are. And I will take that to the bank. I really, really will, because it has served me a lot better. 
Patty also has some advice for those of you who maybe struggle with routine, but are interested in implementing one to see if it helps you as it's helped her. I would want them to be honest with themselves about what a good day looks like. When is your best time? When is your worst time? What makes it a real, I'm going to say bad day, even though I hate that word bad. And I started with an app on my phone. Every day I had a new mantra and I would record it in my phone, in my voice. And whenever I felt I was kind of losing the edge, right, I would listen to it. And then I figured I have something here that I, that really resonates with me. I want to make it my own i want to make it my own and i want to give all these app creators a run for their money i'm going to create an awesome mantra and for me Mm -hmm. for me and no one else and you know what kelsey will that be my mantra next year or next month i have no idea but really does it matter right right and so when i when i think about what would i say to somebody you know what was going on in your life when you were the most content or the most happy with what was going on and to really get to the core of that and then run with that, you know, try and build that moment into your day once. And then maybe a month later, twice, right? Mm -hmm. Work with your strengths. Don't beat yourself up. You are you. You are great. You are important. You call the shots. You determine your moment, your day, your week, your month. You do. And so take that responsibility. Take responsibility for feeling good. We take responsibility when we feel not so good. Take responsibility when you feel great and be aware of that and build those moments into your life. Are you ready for our lightning round questions? Absolutely. Let's do it. (laughs) So what are the top five songs that describe your life? Oh man, this was so awesome. Okay. So in high school, there was a group of six girls And we listened to the group Toronto all the time. So Girls Night Out is my high school song. Then university, we're here for a good time, not a long time. Then my years of actual teaching in the school, Glory Days by Bruce Springsteen. Then I taught one year at a college in Upper New York State. New York, New York by Frank Sinatra. And then my last one, the Pointer Sisters, I Have a New Attitude. Ah, yeah, that's great. That's like such a great chronicle of your life there. You know what? You are onto something and I credit you. So do something with that. I think that has so much potential to lift people up is to think about the good moments in your life and find a song that kind of resonates with you. It was fun. 
Yeah, good. Awesome. What's one thing you can't go a day without doing? Drinking coffee. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) I I need my coffee. And not, I don't need the caffeine. I love the taste of it. Hmm. And I love my social time with it when I'm with friends or family, right? Yeah, tell you know what's interesting. I was staying at my brother's house and he he drinks decaffeinated coffee because he's already like hyper. He's he's already got lots of energy. So so I was drinking decaf and I was like, no, I actually just like the taste of coffee. I don't actually care if there's caffeine in it. Yeah, exactly. Right. So funny. What's one thing you plan on doing in your life that you haven't yet? I am going to the rugby world cup in South Africa. Cool. We're a huge rugby family. And we went to New Zealand in 2011. And I want to go to the one in South Africa. That sounds really fun. Awesome. Describe your best day. My best day is setting an intention that's doable. Enjoying my time with my dogs on a walk. And I love walking in the rain. So on a sunny day is even better breakfast and then no set agenda no set agenda that is my best day when I do not feel there are so many things that I have to get done that's my best day yeah that makes sense you can pick and choose as you go exactly and how do you inspire others to make the most of their lives I look him in the eye and I say, you are a beautiful soul and you have, actually, I'm even going to back up. So shortly after I was diagnosed with MS, my husband reads a lot of uh, indigenous folklore and stuff. And he came up to the teacher prep room before we even started having a relationship and I was I was just so upset I was defeated and he came in the teacher prep room and he said do you know why you have MS and I said pardon me he said do you know why you have MS and I said no but I'm sure you're going to tell me I will the reason you have MS is you were so great you were so great in your past life that the spirits had to give you a challenge this time around. And that's what I would do to inspire someone. In the past, you were so great that to make you level with everybody else in this life, they had to give you a challenge. I like that. I actually got chills. Like that's, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole beautiful soul thing, right? Beautiful is like a kaleidoscope, Kelsey, right? Every twist and turn is something different. But the core is the colors, the emotions, your beliefs, just like the flickers of different colors in a kaleidoscope. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Patty, where can we find you and follow you? I know you've got a great Facebook group. Tell us about it. Yes. So my Facebook group is called MS, stands for Mindset Shift. I have a website and it is pattyk.com, P-A-T-T 
T-I-K-A-Y-E.com. And um, I'm getting pretty good at, at reading smoke signals, so I'll, I'll keep my eye out and pay attention <laughs> to what's happening. That's awesome. Well, I'll make sure to link those in the show notes as well. Patty, thank you so much for coming on today. This has been a great chat and I I actually feel very inspired right now. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And pay it forward. So what do all my guests who have said their lives are better now before they were sick have in common? Committed action. They all do things that align with their values and make their lives better. I swear there is something to this. Patty also asked me to mention that she was an author in a book collaboration called Absolute Will that features several true stories by women facing difficult health challenges. uh, I'll link the Amazon page in the show notes. So let's reflect on those thoughts and feelings that inevitably came up for us during this episode. What did you notice about your thoughts and feelings as you listened? What are you noticing about them now? I have another guest on next week to share his cancer story with us. Until then, keep making the most of it. Special thanks to Marty for the original music and Charity Williams for the original artwork. <laughs>